following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Time now for Main Street Preps this week with your hosts Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier looking at prep sports all across Middle Tennessee. Now to our hosts, here's Tyler and Russell. Welcome back to another episode of Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Venosi, joined by Tyler Palmatier, and we are on district tournament overload at this point. There's just tons of events going on, and so we're going to update you guys a little bit on that. Uh, hit some of the other top headlines. Talk to outgoing TWSAA executive director Bernard Childress, who is going to retire this summer. So, fun show lined up. Tyler, you ready to do it? Yep, I'm. I'm as ready as I'll ever be, Russell. He's hanging in there with a little bit of a, a little bit under the weather, but we appreciate him for Ugh. powering through these, here. <laughs> these allergies, man, they have they've triggered a pretty brutal sinus infection, but I, that's come to that's to be expected. It's it's that season. Yeah, the pollen is just out of control out there but anyways tyler on tuesday night it was a pretty uh pretty crazy finish there in a couple of those metro nashville soccer district tournaments we had um uh hillsborough beat overton the number one uh number one overton in that district uh two to one in double overtime and then there was also green hill that pulled a slight upset over martin luther king magnet in overtime as well to advance so um we're looking at some championship games now on Thursday in those Metro soccer districts, um, traditionally some pretty strong leagues uh, in district uh, 10 double a, you're going to have Valor college prep taking on green Hill in district 10, three, a Hillsborough pulled off that upset over Overton is going to take on Antioch and in district eight, one, a STEM prep is going to play Merrill high two state tournament contenders there uh, for sure. Um, Tyler, what'd you make of kind of the, couple of those results though from tuesday night a little bit surprised there by a few of them yeah well first of all just great great drama if you're you know the, you really can't beat that kind of action in in the postseason um mlk was kind of a team uh in metro that i had sort of circled as i mean they've had a great season you know you're talking about a win over nba uh just a, a handful or just several losses um whit campbell has done a great job slowly I shouldn't say slowly, but uh, making that program part of the conversation. Um, that was a wacky result. Green Hill had won that first, or I'm sorry, MLK had won that first meeting with Green Hill 2-1. to one, um, And Green Hill won the first meeting with Valor. I think between Valor, MLK, and Green Hill, you're probably talking about three teams that are probably region caliber. It just sets up as one of those districts where they're not all going to advanced so it's kind of a tough break just going to be a tough break for somebody and an mlk kind of found its way on the outside there but that that was a really good team uh th- that was a really strong team this year f- uh, for the royals so just kind of tough how it goes i mean one one in regulation then you lose four three in pks it's just tough to go down in pks you know it yeah uh, or penalties in, in any sport that involves them so um that's the way that's the way it fell though Pretty interesting how that league finishes up too with Valor College Prep and Green Hill, both programs that have really only had, you know, two full seasons now of varsity soccer. They're both going to the regional tournament, and, and the winner of that game uh, will be in the driver's seat moving forward. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on there. And and Hillsborough as well. They've been they only scored two goals in that overtime win on Tuesday night, but I think they've scored over seventy for the season. Uh, so a pro- prolific offense there. And um, of course, they get to host the, the championship game there at their beautiful new. 
flex field. So that should be a fun one on Thursday night against Antioch as well. But flipping over to baseball now, uh, speaking of district tournaments, we've actually got some private schools that have already wrapped up region tournaments. Uh, just the nature of their postseason, it happens a little bit sooner. Uh, but CPA and Grace Christian Academy have already won Division II middle region baseball titles. Uh, both those leagues were really competitive. Uh, CPA edged NBA on, on Sunday, on Mother's Day, for that uh, championship. And then I was at the Grace Christian win over Good Pasture on Tuesday night um, for the middle region title in Division II single A. And, and that GCA team... That's another school that's that's relatively new to the varsity scene. I think uh, they've had a team since 2016 that's played in the TWSAA. So uh, they made the state tournament once in 2019, and they are definitely looking to go back this year. Uh, I would peg them maybe as the favorite. Then I think Good Pasture, in fairness to Good Pasture, you know it wasn't exactly the the top line pitching matchup on Tuesday night. So there was there were some home runs, and the score got out of hand a little bit early. But um, I think GCA and Good Pasture are right there in the mix for that for that uh, single A, um, you know, state conversation. And then, you know, CPA, NBA, they're in both in good spots to get the spring fling. Lipscomb is going to have a little bit of a tougher road because they got third place in, in the middle region in Division II AA. So they are going to have to go on the road um, to Memphis, to Memphis University School this weekend. And then after that, they would have to play NBA. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. But <clears throat> CPA and, and GCA both have a little bit of off time now before they uh, – and good pasture and NBA too as well. Um, they're they've both got by so a little bit of off time there uh, this week, and then we'll see how it goes next week and maybe who can get to spring fling there in the in the private school baseball leagues. Yeah, I was that's G uh, that Grace Christian score against Good Pasture really caught me off guard because Good Pasture has played really well, and uh, I saw your tweet. It was eight nothing after two or after one three yeah, two run after homers one. to start the game. That'll work. <laughs> That's a great. That's a great way to start any game, let alone a, a you know postseason championship one. So, um, I was that really that they must be really good. I haven't seen them play, but Good Pasture is a good ball club based on yeah. uh, all accounts. Yeah, I think between those two, I, I'd say there's a. I'm not as sure about uh, the Double A league. I know that's there's some really good teams in uh, Chattanooga and Knoxville, Memphis, but I feel pretty decent that in that Division Two Single A that there's a chance that those two teams you know could meet again. Uh, could meet again for the for the championship, so we'll, we'll just have to see there. Um, finally, flag football season also wrapped up on Saturday. The Williamson County Pilot League. It was a really cool backdrop there at Nissan Stadium. And Tyler, you got to be there to cover it. Yeah, we're we're going to hit on this later in the show a little more in depth. But uh, I, all accounts, that season went better than expected. Uh, the enthusiasm was really high. I think that had to do with it being at Nissan a little bit. But I, the sport looks like a home run. Um, it, it just, it, it just got rave reviews, uh, pretty decent crowd. I mean, for some, a sport in its first season. So we'll dive into something of that a little bit later, but, uh, yeah, Saturday was awesome. Kind of drab weather, but kind of cloudy and cool, but, um, you couldn't tell. I mean, it was, uh, the, the morale was, was up there. It was, uh, it was above the Nissan stadium lights. The morale was that high, Russell. <laughs> Well, that certainly looks like a lot of fun, and uh, we'll look forward to that conversation in just a minute. But first, we're going to take a break and then come back with a conversation with Bernard Childress.
This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan <laughs> <laughs> other guy Wham married the best looking girl Bananarama. So other guy Wham had pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. We're back, and it's time to welcome in TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress for an interview. Bernard, thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And uh, Bernard, it's been a little bit more than a month now since you announced your retirement. Um, are you at peace with that decision, and is it bittersweet at all to, to know you're leaving in about a month and a half? Well, yeah, I am at peace with it. I've thought about it for quite quite some time, and you know, been praying about it and uh, talking with my family about it. So, when I made the decision, I was definitely at peace with it, and I haven't, uh, you know, looked back whatsoever. And I think the thing that gives me the most peace is that. You know, people always talk about, who, you know, who's in charge, the leader. I know because someone has to make the final decision. But I'm at peace because I know that I'm leaving an organization and leaving uh, 18 people behind me that are dedicated to high school, middle school uh, sports and dedicated to young people. And I just feel like they will do a fantastic job regardless of whether I'm there or not. Hey, Bernard, this is Tyler. I, I know you're busy in that position as the executive director, but besides that, uh-huh. what's what's something about that position uh, with, the, with the TSSAA that people might not fully understand or, or might not appreciate? Well, Tyler, that's such a great question. And I think the big thing that I found over the years in, in my position is that people think – that that executive director's title gives you more power than what you actually have. And, and, and as far as decision-making is concerned, you know, we have a TSOB Board of Control. We have Legislative Council. And those are 12 individuals from across the state, principals and superintendents across the state, 
represent, uh, you know, elected by their the schools in their athletic district, and they run TWSAA. They are the ones that, uh, you know, we make recommendations, but every rule change, everything that happens has to go through either the Board of Control or the Legislative Council. And, uh, but they hold us totally responsible for doing what our schools want. And so I think people say, well, you know, you, you can just make any decision that, that you want to make about any situation, and that's so far from the truth. We have to do what our schools expect us to do because this is their organization. They write their own rules, and they just ask us to enforce what they want. Can I follow and, up here, Bernard? I, just before we kind of move ahead. What, sure, absolutely. What are you going to do with all your time? What, what's next for you? <laughs> well, I think, you know, after 41 years in education, I said, you know, to our board when I made the decision to, you know, announce it publicly, I said to them, you know, I have 41 years, 41 great years in education, uh, dedicated my life to helping young people. Now it's time for me to dedicate my life to my family. And so I do plan to spend a lot of time with my family and my wife and I plan to travel a little bit, uh, you know, and um, do things with my grandkids. Uh, I have two young grandkids, a four-year-old and a newborn that was born in January. And I'm just looking forward to spending time with them. And I, I've said to our staff, I said, I really look forward to going to high school games and really enjoying the games and championships, there are times at championship events where I am so busy with not just the championship, but things that are happening on the outside, you know, and that needs to be taken care of. And I never even get to enjoy the games, <laughs> you know. And so I'm looking forward to, you know, attending some games and just sit down and enjoying it. Yeah, that'll that'll be nice to just sit in the chair and not have to to run off and you know worry about ten other things. So I'm sure, and and then you also certainly earned a vacation uh, by now, Bernard. And and speaking of that, you know, Maurice Patton wrote a, wrote an article for our site last month when you announced your retirement. Kind of, mm-hmm. and you kind of mentioned the the twenty four seven nature of the job and that you're essentially on your phone or checking email all the time. And I, I know you you knew what you were getting into when you signed up to do this job, but especially these last few years with everything that's gone on. I mean, just how taxing is that to, to kind of have to always be plugged in uh, basically all the time? Well, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, that's what you sign up for, and you got to be dedicated to that. I have no problem with that. It will be, you know, interesting, especially when you, you know, that uh, you don't. I find myself just checking my email every 15 minutes or so, answering phone calls. Uh, you know, I have no problem with that because I know that's what the job requires. If you're going to do it right, that's what the job requires. Uh, but to get away from that, it'll be different. I can tell you it will be different. But I think I'll, I'll enjoy, enjoy the time uh, doing some other things that I like to do. When, Bernard, when you look back, 
on on your career as the as the executive director of the association uh, when it's mm-hmm. all said and done you're looking at mm-hmm. those achievements and highlights how how will you view your work that you did during the height of the the pandemic when when your title or your role really seemed as vital as ever because it was so difficult just to keep sports moving or not moving in some instances yeah, we, and and it's amazing that we 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 go back to that and we talk about it all the time. I think uh, we were actually having a conversation in our office yesterday about how it was so taxing and so demanding because everything was changing so rapidly. And I can remember being on the phone, of course, with uh, our team and trying to make decisions based on current information that we receive and then we would say okay this this is what we're going to do this is what will work uh, at the current time based on the cdc recommendations an hour later it would change <laughs> after we thought we had it you know in place uh i think the most disappointing thing to me uh that i still think about is i, I was disappointed when we had to call off uh, of course, semifinals with the girls and the boys state championship. But, you know, those kids had a season. But when we had to come back and tell all of those spring sport athletes who had prepared, especially those seniors who were looking forward to playing their last high school year of spring sports, that they were not going to have a season, I can tell you guys, I haven't gotten over that yet. It, 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 it personally affected me in a way that I just don't understand. But that's that's my personality. I was just like, is it something else we could have done? I know it's nothing else we could have done, but it's just having to tell those kids that. I know they learned a valuable lesson. Those kids went on, and I'm sure they're in college, and, you know, out in the workforce, being successful, but having the call off that spring season was very, very disappointing to me yeah it's really tough just because there's there's no red shirt year in high school unfortunately like there is in college so uh, tough for all those tough way for all those seniors to go out yeah uh, but bernard you, you mentioned and, you feel like you're leaving the organization oh go ahead you mentioned no, you feel ahead. like you're leaving go the organization ahead, it, oh yeah 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 sorry about that um you mentioned you feel like you're leaving the organization in a good place and obviously mark reeves was selected almost instantaneously to be your successor uh, only the fifth executive director in TWSAA history. Um, so, I mean, what what about Mark do you think makes him a good selection for that role? Well, I think Mark is uh, it's just his uh, personality. Um, Mark is very dedicated to young people. He's been in education. Uh, he and I were talking uh, yesterday, you know. He and I pretty much followed similar paths, you know, started off as teachers and coaches. And, you know, he was an assistant principal, you know, at East Robinson, was getting ready to be principal when he was off the job at um, TWA. And, of course, I, you know, I think everyone knows that I was a principal. But we have we followed similar paths. But the thing that I do like about Mark and what I've told him to never lose is that make sure before he makes any decision whatsoever that he takes his time, 
gets all the information, talks to everyone that he needs to talk to before he makes and then make an informed decision. I told him, do not rush, because when you rush into decision making, then you make a mistake. I've done it, <laughs> you know. And so I'm just trying to tell him, you know, things, pitfalls that I've, or mistakes that I find myself made, have, have made. And, you know, don't rush the judgment on any situation. Make sure you talk to everyone that you talk to, and then you make the decision based on all the information that you have. Every decision is not going to, everyone's not going to like every decision that you have to make, but you still have to do things within the guidelines of the bylaws. And I think he will do that. I think he will, he, uh, uh, but again, I always say a good leader is only as good as the people surrounding you. And I really know that we have one, an outstanding staff of people, and I will put them up, up against any state association staff across this nation. They are dedicated to what they do, and that's what makes CSAA what it is. And one last thing, Bernard, and, and then we're going to get you out of here. We appreciate you joining us. But um, as you exit here, what, what do you think in the next five years is going to be the most important issue that the TSSAA faces? Or, or should I say, let me rephrase that, the, the biggest new high school sports issue that the TSSAA will face? You know, that's, uh, again, you all asked me great, great questions. Uh, without a doubt, uh, classification will always remain one of the toughest things that this organization does, uh, and they will be going through another reclassification period pretty soon. But what's coming up on us, I think, quicker than we ever uh, thought, and I found that out in the national meeting last week, is this uh, thing with name, image, and likeness and how high schools are going to have to, it looks like, address that at some point. I think we have nine high school athletic associations that have already allowed kids to have NIL contracts. And so that's going to be a major issue that's uh, just right down the road. It's going to have to be addressed. Well, fortunately for you, Bernard, you won't have to worry too much about that, I guess, unless they call you up and ask for your advice. But... Um... <laughs> We Change your number, right. Bernard. Change your cell phone number, but let me know yeah. your new one first. <laughs> I'll, I don't plan on changing my cell phone number. I got told Mark the thing that I that I will guarantee him is if he has any questions whatsoever about anything, I told him you know you feel free to call me. I'll be glad to talk to him about anything whatsoever. I just feel like you know. He'll do a great job. That staff is going to do a fantastic job. And, you know, I think you all, the media, for all that you all do for our young people throughout the year, you all do a fantastic job, too. And we couldn't do this without you. So uh, I, I do want to say that, and I do want to let you know how much we appreciate what you all do. Well, thanks for that, Bernard. We, we, we appreciate you for that as well. And uh, congrats on a great run at the TWSAA. Best of luck over these next six weeks as you're kind of 
putting the bow on your career there and, and looking forward to uh, some off time ahead. It certainly well deserves. Well, thank you all. Thank you so much for what you do and, you know, just keep on uh, doing what you're doing. Uh, and I said to myself all the time, our job is to make sure. And I pray this every morning that God gives us the strength to do what he wants done for young people across our state and across this nation. And as long as you keep that attitude, I think everything will be great. Well, Bernard, thanks again for joining us. And, and again, best of luck in retirement. We appreciate it. Well, thank you all. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on. And I look forward to seeing you at Spring Fling. Absolutely. We'll see you then. That has been TWS DeBlay Executive Director Bernard Childress. And we will come back with one final segment in just a moment. Without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Nobody covers high school sports quite like Main Street Preps, bringing you hyper-local coverage of the teams and athletes in your backyard. Wherever your Main Street is, well, we get a podcast for you. The Sumner County Sports Podcast with Zach Womble. Casey's Take on Sports with Dixon Post and Cheatham County Exchange Sports reporter Casey Patrick. The MSP North Podcast with Brady McAtamney and Blaine Keller covering Montgomery and Robertson Counties. The Main Street Preps this week with Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier with a back review of Prep Sports in Middle Tennessee. Find the latest Prep Sports news from your Main Street at MainStreetPreps.com and find these podcasts dropping weekly on these Main Street Media social platforms. Now, back to our host of Main Street Preps this week, here's Tyler and Russell. You know, Tyler, something I was thinking about when I was looking at the videos and the the pictures from Nissan Stadium last Saturday with the flag football championships is that uh, it's great that Williamson County has this going, but I'm sure everybody else is going to want to do this now, too. I mean, look look how cool this is, and and certainly um, – you know, we expect it to grow. It's it's not a sport that requires a whole lot of startup uh, cost. You know, um, something like lacrosse. There's kind of a barrier to entry on the on the equipment. It's expensive. Um, ice hockey, obviously, you have to have sheets of ice, and there's just not enough of those in Tennessee. But flag football, everybody's already got a practice field in place. Everybody's already got assistant football or head football coaches willing to help. Um, you know, you can borrow some footballs from the football team. You really just need uniforms and. And, and a schedule, right, to make to make this happen in other places? Yeah, although I will correct one point that I think if uh, East Nashville football coach uh, Jamal Stewart is listening, uh, not everybody in Metro has a practice field. Um, he They actually go to a middle school to do that. It's kind of a tough thing they work through. And the reason I bring up Metro is because 
that the chatter is that that is where flag football is headed next. Now it's those conversations have kind of taken place initially. Uh, Metro athletic director, Mark North told me on Monday, uh, you know, there's really nothing official, but the momentum certainly does seem to be pushing that way. But um, even so, I mean, I, I didn't mean to poo poo on your point there. Uh, I guess I was just thinking, I was literally just talking to Jamal about that yesterday because they have to, they're going to resurface their football field because they don't have a practice field, but that's totally, that's mm. a completely different day in conversation. But everything you said is accurate. That sport is an easy startup. And maybe the one thing uh, that they, that other counties have now they didn't before was um, Williamson County's experience putting it on. Uh, the support is great. The Titans are behind it. Uh, TSSAA is behind it. Uh, Williamson County now can, can show people how, you know, how to start up a sport, which is not an every, you know, it's not a new thing. I mean, it just doesn't happen all the time. Um, and it, you're, it's low cost. I think uh, it, it went so well in Williamson County. I think it's given uh, not just a blueprint to how to do it, but I think there is some confidence that it just, it can be done. And so, yeah, we're going to see it grow, Russell. I mean, I just, I'd be stunned if we don't. There's opportunities at the next level for it in college. Uh, we're seeing more women get into football in general. Uh, there were 12 women coaches in the NFL this last season. You don't have to be a middle linebacker for the Saints. Uh, as a woman to be in football, it's there's just it's a sport that's becoming more inclusive every day. So, and beyond all that, it's just if you t- if you it, talk to a bunch of people that play or coach it, it's just fun. I mean, it's just they had fun, uh, and it's another opportunity for people to play. So, I would be stunned if it if it doesn't advance, to be honest with you, man, I mean, I I'd be really stunned. Something, something crazy would have to happen, but nothing official yet. I mean, it's going to take time, but the momentum is all there. And you got to think some of these other sports crazed counties that that are near Williamson, like Rutherford, Sumner, you already mentioned Davidson. They're going to want They're going to want a piece of that action. So it'll be interesting to see how that grows in the future. And, uh, you know, be, be sure to stay tuned to MainStreetPreps.com all week to keep up with all these district tournaments across the region. We'll, we will be back here, same time, same place, with Main Street Preps this week, next week. So thanks for joining us. This has been Main Street Preps this week with your hosts, Russell Venozzi and Tyler Palmatier. Follow them on Twitter. At Main Street Preps, follow Russell at Russell V underscore MSP and Tyler at T Palmatier 83 and always online at MainStreetPreps.com. Main Street Preps this week is a Main Street Media production.